Scoopsy. The Corporate Beam Podcast. Part of MRAP. It's Thursday, it's December 3rd, and let's do a little series, shall we? A little series on papers that you really need to know about. You know, on MRAP, we also have EMA, Emergency Medical Abstracts, which back when I was a resident in the early 90s, that was the show, the Rick and Jerry show. They covered, you know, 40 papers a month. And if you listen to that show over and over again, you got really smart. Now, it was also during this time, late 80s, early 90s, that there was the cardiology mega trials. Do you have any idea why you use aspirin, why you use thrombolytics when you can't do a cath, why you do a cath instead of thrombolytics? Well, it was the mega trials, the mega trials, the huge trials of the late earlys, of the late 80s, early 1990s that meant that that's what we do still today. So let's go back and do one of the biggest, most important studies ever done in cardiology, and that is ISIS-2, the International Study of Infarct Survival 2. Here's Rick and Jerry discussing that landmark article, that article which, you know, basically there were some small papers out there about aspirin and thrombolytics, but this was the big one to prove. Should you use aspirin? Should you use thrombolytics? Did it work? Rick and Jerry from, I think this was recorded in 1988. This is entitled a randomized trial of intravenous streptokinase, oral aspirin, both or neither, among, guess how many, 17,187 cases of suspected acute myocardial infarction. You know, this is a landmark paper, and it's been getting a lot of press recently. I just couldn't pass up on it. Yeah, this is actually the ISIS-2 study. It's a very good study. I mean, it has 17,000 patients. It's pretty uh, Which dramatic. Which journal was that in? I'm not sure. That was in Lancet, uh, August of 1988. Do you know why they, cut, they stopped the trial at 17,187 patients? Is that when they got to a significant level? Or <laughs> It's an interesting number. In any case, this is a very, very large trial, and that's what makes it important amongst the many other trials that we've seen on this subject. And its uh, results are not terribly different. They don't include anything terribly new. Well, there are a few things that are, that are uh, particularly interesting. First of all, uh, it's important to mention that these, the entry criteria for study patients were not the same as in many other studies. That is, they didn't have to have ST elevation. They could also have ST depression. And in fact, 2% of their patients actually had normal EKGs but with clinical suspicion, high clinical suspicion that they were having an acute MI and got included into the paper, into the study, which is sort of interesting. The other thing that was particularly different about this paper was that they continued to enroll patients up to 24 hours after the onset of their chest pain. The median time was about five hours, but it included patients enrolled much, much later. They either got IV streptokinase, one PO aspirin a day for a month following uh, entry into the study, both of those or neither. And their conclusions were that uh, streptokinase decreased the, um, the likelihood of five-week mortality, the odds of five-week death in patients with MI by about 25%. At the same time, however, aspirin alone decreased the likelihood of death in five weeks by 23%, exactly the same type of findings. However, the combination of the two decreased it by 42%, so it was better than either alone. And... Um, the other thing was that aspirin alone decreased the incidence of early reinfarctions and strokes, which streptokinase did not. The combination also had that beneficial effect. Aspirin, um, therefore, was very valuable and didn't seem to increase any toxicity whatsoever. Streptokinase caused a slight increase in cerebral hemorrhages, about 0.1%, which is sort of typical, but no increase in total strokes. 
Um, the other, I guess the final thing to say is they broke the patients down into subgroups, those who came into the study early in the first four or six hours and those who came in later at six to 12 hours and at more than 12 hours. And what they found was that even though the beneficial effects of thrombolytic therapy were certainly most in the patients who came in early, they continued to to be present. That is, streptokinase continued to have exert a benefit even in patients who presented more than 12 hours after the onset of pain. So they suggest, unlike some of the other studies that we've done, that patients uh, can benefit from thrombolytic therapy even if they're not in the hospital very, very early on. I think there's uh, enough information in this paper to uh, change emergency department practice immediately with regards to the administration of aspirin in our TPA or streptokinase protocols. You just can't overemphasize what a landmark paper that puppy was. I mean, we are still using aspirin today based on that gigantic megatrial. So we're going to do more of the megatrials in the next uh, couple of corpses. And, uh, you know, Rick and Jerry, legends in the field. The reason that MRAP exists, the reason that there are so many blogs and podcasts, and the reason that so many people in emergency medicine really care about the literature is because of that show. I don't know, being a bit sentimental, but these guys were my heroes. Corpsy. The Corp Podcast. Part of MRAP.